0: And now, the moment you've all been waiting for. Welcome to Social Media White Noise. Yeah, I'm really sorry about that, Ted, but we've had complaints that the intro's too long.
1: Bugger. Countdown. And we're on air. And we're doing a thing. <laughs> Welcome back, Andy.
0: Welcome which, back, which, Nick. which one of us has been <clears throat> more ill.
1: More? And Happy New Year. And, you um, you
0: know. I would say Happy New Year to all of our listeners, really. Um, and what was your Christmas like?
1: It was a blur, it was yeah. full of snots, and it was mostly full of uh, small children yeah. with nose pressed up against glasses going, oh no, going. can we go out into the conservatory and open the presents from Santa, Daddy? And I'm saying, no, because it's 6.30 in the morning and we are going to wait. To <laughs> we pay. don't have
0: that anymore because we've got teenagers now. Yeah, you
1: have teenagers now. I st- yeah. I, I got so we get up at like
0: two o'clock in the afternoon.
1: Uh, we had the five o'clock in the morning, them trying to be very quiet as they found their stockings and, creeping into into his sister's bedroom my my youngest son announced in the quietest possible voice that was heard everywhere around the street Alyssa what did Santa get you for your stocking (laughs) yes it was a um, I'm actually kind of glad to be into 2013 and getting on with it. And whilst I noticed that there is a large percentage of people who are writing up that 2013 is the time for a new and it's time for doing things different and being more positive, mm. so I think I'm just kind of happy to get through 2012. Yeah. yeah. It's been... Yeah. Well, we'll talk about it more later, but it has felt a bit flat. 2012 just yeah. felt...
0: You reckon? Meh. Yeah. Okay.
1: Uh, but we'll, we'll yeah. sort of chat about that later. Yeah. There's only a couple of points. I mean, it's it, evidence by the fact that even with a couple of weeks break, we still have very lot to talk about. Um, high, things that I highlighted uh, that came up at the end of December. Yeah. Um, and it, there is not a lot of new content and certainly not a lot of new tech content. We've just come past CES.
0: Mm.
1: Nothing's really come out of CES.
0: Hasn't it? I haven't followed it at all.
1: So other than the toys that I am now playing with, and the,
0: yeah, should we talk about this? Should we make this the first thing we, this thing
1: we talk about? Which is, I'm, I've come to this, cause usually uh, when we do this podcast, uh, we both sort of roll up carrying large amounts of technology. Should we do. Uh, me with my Mac, uh, Andy with his Mac, and then the recording kit and everything else. And then we have to find our Wi-Fi access points and so forth. and we get online, we can sit and talk, no. I just thought for an experiment, I would come down with the Nexus 7, Google's Nexus Only. 7. Oh, only Nexus Seven. I've got my my three Wi-Fi mobile Wi-Fi device. Yes. But of the, the <laughs>
0: which is implanted under your skin.
1: Which is always, well, nearly always, always with me. I sometimes yeah. forget it. I've, I have actually found that since I'm a Sky customer, if you're a BT customer or mm-hmm. Vodafone customer, you can use the uh, BT Open Zone services. Yes. As, as your own service provider. Mm-hmm. So, we'll not get distracted by that. So I now have a Google Android device. With the latest version, I have no idea whether it's ice cream, gingerbread, hobnob, butter, peanut, pecan, can I f- whatever. Can I just ask the most
0: obvious, stupid, dumb question? is that a phone or is it just a small no, pad?
1: No, it's a it's a tablet. It's, it's, a, tab- a, it's okay, a mini fine. tablet, and it's seven okay. inch. It's a seven inch mini tablet.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, you can get it with three G, so they can use data over three G. Have a sim plugged in. Okay. Uh, yeah, I can use Skype on it. I can use SIP on it, so I can make it a phone.
0: Mm. Over Wi-Fi, presumably, but over Wi-Fi. Yes. Yeah. So, you know
1: it's not using. Uh, so it's like a small iPad. I know you'll
0: probably and disagree with that. No, but,
1: it's so. exactly well, it is exactly like a small iPad. Mm. And uh, the interesting thing was how um, Steve Jobs had always said nobody would really benefit from having a seven-inch iPad. Okay. Now the Apple iPad Mini is outselling yes, the traditional that. iPad. It's just yes, it is, isn't because it? the format is matching people's expectations for being closer to a paperback book.
0: Yeah what they like. Now that's the one thing that irritates me about the iPad. It's too really heavy. It's if I try and read a book in bed. My hand is getting tired. No, you after want a Kindle minutes. for that.
1: I mean i keep coming back to so you. If you're gonna read if you're gonna read ebooks and everything else, yeah. get a Kindle, get a Kindle Paperwhite. Mm. Uh, this is great for comics. This is great for reading on. Yes, it, it does okay, no, it does not have a retina display, it is not a high quality mm. display. But what I found is that having spent years as an as a iPhone user and having apps on my iPhone What's different about the Android environment that nobody talks about is every app has the ability to share with every other app.
0: Okay, so So you don't get this siloed thing?
1: Yeah, every app, I mean basically I I can sit here in Pocket and I can then come up to the top right where there's a little sort of three dots as three nodes and I tap on that.
0: Oh, there's a connection type And, as,
1: and, and then what Andy can see is immediately all the apps that I have installed yeah. have got gateway. So I could take what I'm reading in Pocket mm. and create an Evernote app or pass it to Flipboard or add it to Google+. Okay. So, I'm you know, it basically it's basically sort of copy and paste and then open the application and, and run the application. So I can take something and it's more than copy and paste. This is more right. than copy and paste. This is about, I see a picture, um, you know, I want to view something in a browser, uh, I can pick up the the item from Pocket, I can select view it in a browser, this will open Chrome, Chrome's now opening up, now into a full version of Chrome. Even when I'm in here, I've still got the options for sharing things, and there's the share option inside Chrome, and when I launch that, that will then go through the share options and it opens up all the options I have. So from here, I could add this to Twitter and an account. So how do they do that? Well, that's because what they're doing is they've got an operating system which has a specification that says there is a mechanism for parceling data up and handing it in. And so you can hand out information through the share button. This doesn't exist on my iPhone. Mm. I don't have the same similar functionality. So when I see something in an iPhone in one application, I can't natively just send it to another application. They never, you know, unless they have that built in and, you know, this this application knows that it can share with Evernote, so it has an Evernote gateway, but it still has to be authorized to share with Evernote. Mm. To a certain extent, they've built in Twitter, so Twitter's part of the operating system now. But that's what they're doing with this whole environment, is they're saying, this whole thing is shared within. Now, there is the NFC, the near field communications on the back of it. So I could get, if we had two Nexus 7s, we could press them up and share data that way. Oh, okay. Um, I can get little NFC, RFID tags, little tags that look 20p, that can then be programmed up so you can then have NFC actions. So you could then put your Nexus down and say, oh, when it's on top of this tag. Yes. Do the following and when it's on top of this tag to the phone so you can have a, a an RFID How tag set that? up well as an example you might set up your point your password and passphrase for your wi-fi yeah that'll be encrypted into the tag okay. so instead of having to hand it out to people you just tell them to press their their android device up to this tag and it registers with the wi-fi Interesting. so you, it's i'm more convinced as ever that If I have to play with my next phone and Mm. I have to look at it, I'm seriously considering the Nexus 4. I'm not considering an iPhone 5 or the next Apple product. I'm looking at this and saying, this is the product that I want to move to Mm. because it's actually working slightly more open, not free, open. It understands how to share.
0: And what's the interface like compared to an iPhone, do you feel?
1: is well, it, it, will, is it, it will, nice? the, Android, the Android device has this sort of slide-in, slide-out tabs, which sort of mm. move left and right like the iPhone has. Yeah. But it also has this sort of concept. So you have this little button down here that is all the apps. So all the apps actually exist. So if you think of all the apps as being the all-programs menu and mm. this as being your desktop. So to uninstall something, if you want to install it, it's a two-step process. And actually uninstalling something is a lot easier in the fact that once I hold down an app... Yeah. I can then slide it to the very, very top of the screen to remove it. Yeah. But then I don't have to go into the All Apps, and of course, if I go into the All Apps, I can go from there, and if I slide something to the top of the screen, it will uninstall it. Right. So it has that uninstall feature. What about
0: performance? Is it, is it as smooth as the iPhone? Um,
1: I have found, in terms of the iPhone and the iPhone Five, the iPad, and the Nexus Seven, mm. this is the only Android device I've really had to play with. I've tried the Arcos G Four, right. which is a lot slower. They're, this is this is reactive. Um, I don't feel like I'm dealing with any latency or lag. Mm. Um, I do regret not buying the 3G version. Mm -hmm. I think actually I would have liked to have had the 3G version, but battery usage through the day is phenomenal. That's
0: interesting. Why? Because you you go around with your mobile Wi-Fi, so why do you wish you had 3G on this? Because I
1: sometimes forget my mobile Wi-Fi.
0: Oh, okay. Mm, It would be nice to have it built in.
1: One more thing that I really like about this product is the integration of Google Now. And integrating Google Now, I tell it which accounts that I've got on Google, so it'll keep track of my emails. Um, It will tell me things like I've opened up Google Now, and what Andy can see is the first thing it does is it says actually it's one hour twenty-seven to get home, Mm. and it will tell me which bus I can catch, which trains I need to catch, which platforms I change to, and how to get home. Google Now, Google Now, and, and this is this is so underrated. This is this is this is what new information should be about this is, this is the new thing i want to see so this has been around there on the android nexus 7 android for this release of the android i really should learn what all the various ones are um but i like the fact that from here Kemp Town, shop southeast southbound it'll tell me Where all the departure and what buses I can catch Mm. to get home. So obviously, giving me my weather information. Um, The fact that we had we had a meeting today came up in Google Now yesterday and the day before, Mm. so it was telling me that. So it's acting like a personal assistant, like a virtual assistant, telling me information that's useful to me.
0: But it doesn't speak yet.
1: But it's not speaking at me. Although I can, there is a Siri feature in here, so I can talk at my device. In fact, one of the things I did was I installed a product called Wolfram Alpha. Yes, that's available for that's the iPhone a, a as well.
0: From
1: um, so here's Wolfram Alpha, and if we just uh, you know we, it doesn't speak back at you, but you can press the microphone and say something like "How far above sea level is Brighton?" And set it go." And Wolfram Alpha will connect, and it'll say it's 79 feet above sea level.
0: Gosh, that's interesting.
1: Just ask a natural language (laughs) question. Yeah. Answer. Difference in height above sea level is the difference in which things can boil. Ask
0: it what the answer to the universe is.
1: This is a really boring thing to do. Everybody else could go away and do this for Wolfram Alfin, but let's just do it on here. What is the meaning of life, the universe, and everything? So you can see it's picked up the voice and everything else. And go... Forty-two. <laughs> Andy is delighted with this. So Wolfram Alpha as an app is—it. <laughs> this is. It, I can talk to it, and in return, it can, it can send me back. Handys now looking at the okay, you have a things. We're set. going to hit a pause. It's going
0: to be a slight blip while I just do something. I'll pause. Pause. That's better. Just speak for level, Mick.
1: Uh, I'm speaking for level. How is okay. that sounding? That's, that's fine. You were saying? I was saying, right. So we're back in recording excellent yeah. and stuff. Okay. Um, and we're on it. So we've, I mean, we've talked about Wolfram Alpha before. And integrating uh, a sort of natural language, or at least a, a sort of a more intelligent search engine mm. like Wolfram Alpha with voice recognition. I think you agree, the voice recognition there on the Google is phenomenal. Mm. Uh, but maybe having something like that, they would just then talk back at you. Oh, it's, 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 yeah. it's, it's the computer from Enterprise I know, <laughs> yeah. I
0: know. It's, it's a it's, very nice looking device actually And the, the Nexus 7 size.
1: is It's a lovely device It's it's nice size What's browsing like And Brows you web. know I've got I've got full Chrome available So mm. I can browse the web It's its not being a problem Obviously I've got rotation So I can yeah. Swing things around And from a A sort of Am I feeling Buyer's remorse from it After the first month mm. of ownership No no.
0: you say that it, it, it retails for around about 200 pounds in it's the UK. About 200
1: pounds in the UK. What does the
0: uh, iPad mini go for?
1: Do you know? Uh, it's about what, 400? 500? Still four or five. That's the price of a full size
0: one.
1: iPad mini. I have, you know, I, this thing, I don't care about the Apple products anymore. Mm. I just, I don't care. Now, I think we should probably drop the other two topics on here because I think the core thing I want to talk about is I'm really bored with technology this last year.
0: It Why do you been, say that? It
1: has not been innovative. Apple... Okay, I'll give you a great example. Um, Ubuntu Ubuntu recently released their mobile phone announcement that they will have an operating system that will run on a mobile phone. This will be the Ubuntu phone technology. Okay. And they described this as being extremely innovative... And when I sat, did they say this last this, year this, this, no, this, was, this was this was january this is just released this, okay right. this just just came out it was january the 6th around about yeah. then so this was the big announcement the clock counted down and here's our announcement we've now we've now shaped ubuntu's environment the yeah, linux yeah. environment so that you can run on a on a phones that are currently running android
0: um, hmm.
1: software and this is really innovative because look you've got apps and look you've got you've got uh, you can switch in you can switch out and i looked at it i thought you keep using innovative. I do not think that word means what that word means. <laughs> they just, just copied it's, you know, Android and they're just, they're Apple. Just like, Android. It's, it's, there was nothing innovative about... Yeah. I've, 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 if you're giving me a smartphone and you're saying it's innovative, mm. then I actually want to see innovation. What I want to see is innovation like Google Now, mm. but integrated at all the app levels mm. so that it's more um, situationally aware of what I... Um, involved in or around or doing. I mean, Foursquare knows where I am yeah. and I can check in with Foursquare. Uh, you know, conversely, um, any deals that are available to me are immediately flash up on Foursquare and say, just show this thing and do that. So there's, there's a sort of situational awareness, but it should be carried into the whole phone. Yeah. Uh, okay, there are notifications that are available. You want innovation? Improve battery life in these mobile devices. Yeah. Yeah, change the battery life or change the recharge speed of these battery devices so that I can plug them in and recharge them quickly. And move mm. on again. Um, I want innovation in that. I want innovation in the screen that is demonstrable. These innovative. are hardware
0: innovations, aren't
1: they? I'm talking about some software innovations here. The software is like the Google Now and so forth. That's batteries, mm. hardware. Mm. Yeah. Why am I, Why have I still got? I've got a product here. If I, let's say I have a Nexus 4 and a Nexus 7 and a, and a Google Chrome laptop. Mm. Why can I not set up my Nexus so that if I'm in the full-blown app? and I hold a product and I switch to the left, yeah. it knows to send it to my laptop. There's a, there's a little yeah. bit of software I used to use called Synergy, mm. and Synergy used to set up so that I could have two PCs, mm. and I could have two desktops, two monitors, two PCs, but one keyboard and mouse. Okay. So the keyboard and mouse was on one machine. Yeah. The second screen was the second machine's view, the mm. first screen was the first machine's view, and I could drag my mouse, over to the right-hand side, and it would travel into the left-hand side of the other screen, mm. and I could then type commands. Okay. But what I couldn't do was take an application and drag that data back into the other computer because okay. that wasn't actually occurring. In that sort of, that sort of minority report-esque, you, you can fly data like Iron Man does. Now, I understand that there's, there's all sorts of domain authority requirements and application authority requirements, but if I'm running an app here on this... You, know, you want innovative? What I want to be able to do is say, I want to take this from my tablet and I want to, when I move it to my laptop, I want my laptop to bring it up on screen yep. and I can then turn to my laptop and start working on it. Uh-huh. And then decide I'm finished with that. And so from my laptop, I need to send it back to my phone. And, you know, why can I not have my architecture now working so that all the screens are over? That would be innovation. Sure. You know, that would be innovation. I want innovation that says, um, all the, uh, there's a sort of concept that I, I play with. We're familiar with micro formats for data. Sure. Uh, okay. And we're familiar with mesh networks. So why can't we have micro meshes? Why can't we move to an IP 6 environment? remind us what a mesh
0: network is. So, so
1: the mesh network is essentially saying um, that every node, every sort of device inside that network is, knows about the other device in that okay. network and they they don't necessarily share the same IP addresses, but they know how to send information between themselves Okay. at the simplest level. So why am I not able to create a micro-mesh of apps? Why is my applications on my phone not part of a micro-mesh so that the data doesn't reside on the server anymore? Mm. You know, it resides on my phone. And then when I connect my, my sort of social network relationship with you, it's between you and I, but there isn't a server in the middle that cares about that. And so if, if you are then broadcasting to your friends all that content, so it's like all the micro version of the
0: It's almost like you're pushing the TCP stack down to the app level. Well, you, to yeah, that's app. what IPv6, or IPv6, which is what we can get yeah. into
1: doing yeah. I want to see innovation. Ubuntu phone was not innovation. Sure, it was hard work. Sure, it was technically challenging, mm-hmm. but there was nothing there for a consumer. There was nothing there. I mean, there was no phone. Yeah. Yeah, and smartphone isn't innovative. It's the best part of 14 years now, surely. We must be getting well 14. 14. I said 14, One didn't four. I? Yeah, never Sounds mind. Like 40. Yes. Yeah, so never yeah. mind. Probably about six years, but there we go. So, isn't there anything innovative in that? This last year has been flat in terms of, you know, we're not talking about the new social media. We're not talking about the new RFID or the new Wi-Fi. Mm. There's nothing innovative. It's simply squeezing ideas and concepts that are already, oh, we know how to do this. So let's squeeze this into every other area.
0: Would you say that uh, 2011 and 2010, by comparison, were innovative years? There were non-flat years.
1: No, I think that was when I think 2010 through to 2012 was when we were reaching a plateau. Okay. And so 2013, for a lot of people, there's a feeling that it's going to be new and facing positive and everything else. What I want to know is, okay, let's call this a plateau. What are we, you know, the times of plateau are the best times to build in your foundations because you know, all the architecture can be, can be sort of heavily sort of drafted and say, this is what we're doing. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, those foundations become the things that begin to stop you being agile, stop you being new and innovative. So there's a there's a sort of there's an issue there that says you can either be nomadic and you can be changing and you can always be evolving into the next thing. You know, I've gone from life I've gone from Linux to iPhones and apples and apples to Android, I'm moving on. But those aren't innovations. Those are just changes of platforms. Yeah. And in each change of platform I discover something new and interesting the other platform wasn't offering me.
0: So are we gonna have like um, a butler's law, a bit like a Moore's law that that describes the way that the rate of innovation changes over time?
1: oh wouldn't that just be wonderful wouldn't yeah. that wouldn't that I mean, just do my ego it's a bit of matter yeah. well
0: you but, might be the first to mention it. we're probably not the first to mention it but you never uh, know
1: I suspect, I suspect not but the the fact is I'm not excited by the announcements yeah. recently no. like, I look at no announcement and I mean CES came and went I couldn't care okay
0: let me ask so, you what, what was the last announcement that really excited you and when was it
1: that is a great question. The last announcement that truly excited me was actually reading about the Nexus 7, and that was over a year ago. Okay. And that's when I thought that Google Now looked interesting. Right. Um, iPhone 5 came out, and there wasn't really anything innovative or exciting in that. You know, and I think we could... I, I want to see something, uh, you know, when I, when I want to see it, you know, if you want to see it, you've got to go out there and make it. So, well, I would go out there and make it, about 101 people tell me why it's a rubbish, I should not do it. That's exactly how all the smart innovation occurs As everybody else says it's rubbish, and no one will use it. Yeah. And then two years later, everybody's using it and everybody thinks it's a great thing and nobody remembers those comments where they said that's rubbish, nobody will use it. Yeah. IPv6 for me is the next big jump that we can make. I believe when we hit IPv6 as, an I, as a technology implementation at consumer level that people are into, there's two things that are going to have to happen. First of all, there's gonna be a new architecture in in services that help people implement IPv6 for themselves, Mm -hmm. personally. So the same way that you have your Twitter account, Mm. you'll have your own IPv6 type DNS account. There'll be a variation on domain name services, they'll be far more personal because you will want to name your laptop in the domain of your architecture, your equipment. Mm. You know, you'll know, want to domain your iPhone, and you'll want to say what's registered on your iPhone, what apps are registered on your iPhone can register. So personal firewalls will change their meaning as a technology. You know, I think there might also... I, I so where are you going here? I think is, potentially we could look at something like... Instead of having a personal firewall, we'll call it a personal boundary, mm. right? And, and we'll have a personal boundary app that says what data comes in and out. So NAT thing.
0: firewalls will be a thing of the past. Well, NAT
1: firewalls will be a thing of... IPv6 makes NAT firewalls a thing of the past. Yes,
0: yeah. So now you then have, We've got our directly attached to the internet.
1: And so now we have data that can pretty much squirt anywhere whenever you open the stream. Yeah. So you need to start establishing personal boundaries online. Mm. And so instead of like, firewall's a terrible phrase, but a personal boundary application mm. that specifies how you change what your data is yeah. and what your data's permissions is. Yeah. You know, there, there needs to come a mechanism which begins to say the data is tagged with the ownership and data at a meta level begins to be tagged with the ownership its origin source, that includes the license that says what its boundaries are.
0: This reminds me that would be innovative. of um, an innovation, and I wish I could remember the name of it, but it was discussed at length in an old episode of Security Now, uh, one of the TWIT podcasts. But Steve Gibson was talking about um, a document, a sort of protocol that had been developed over several years. It was a new kind of security model mm. where third parties, you could, you could um, what's the word? Allocates the wrong word, but you could sort of say, okay, you, you third party, I give you permission to hold these particular attributes of my data. Yep. Here's my certificate to prove that blah, yep. blah, blah. And anytime blah,
1: you revoke that certificate, yes, you revoke, you can revoke access it. to it.
0: And it was all about um, a secure way of um, making attributes about you available to whoever needs them. By using third parties. Which sounds which sounds a bit like what you were saying, in that it splits these things into attributes and makes mm. it more granular with the security levels and and encryption and certification on each attribute or group of attributes. But by bringing than whole. in
1: things like IBV six, we begin to and and tablets that run about you know, run a huge amount of power in the tablet mm. and connect to the internet have a, have a tertiary amount of power in storage. Mm. And yet we, we still have, because of IPv4, we have a mechanism that is server and client-based. Well, with IPv6, we can remove yeah. that environment. Are we about to lose the battery on here the as well? going you?
0: here, so we're at 24 f- minutes. I, I, I think, so long think we should We should be, we yeah. should be fine. Okay. Long, another five minutes, we'll wrap up.
1: So, yeah. I mean, it's, it's been a, a, a bit of a rambling podcast, but I think it, it sort of kicks off the idea that 2013 is going to be a plateau. Yeah. That will not be bad. No. That we can we can do that, but I think it's probably time to wrap up now because we didn't yeah. even introduce the show. We didn't.
0: We're at Spinelli's by the way, in Town. Wonderful coffee shop. Go there.
1: Yes. We're in Spinelli's, we're in Brighton. This has been Social Media White Noise.
0: <laughs> and as the factory just fades out to its last last legs. It was a like goodbye from me, Andy White. And goodbye from me, Nick Butler. Hi Thanks for listening to Social Media White Noise, brought to you by Andy White, Aka Doctor Pod. And Nick Butler, Acker Loudmouth Man. Please visit www.socialmediawhitenoise.com, where you can leave comments, listen to the show straight from the webpage, and subscribe for free. Or email us at, at socialmediawhitenoise.com Follow us on Twitter, Dr. Pod and Loudmouth Man. We'd like to thank the coffee shops of Sussex, social media, and technology, without whom this show would not be possible. See you soon. Peace.